And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Thank you so much. Verse 26 reads, And the angel of the Lord speak unto Philip, saying, You know, angels speak. Amen? Let me say that again. Angels, they speak. Uh-huh. They don't only fight. <laughs> but they speak. <laughs> The Bible says, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, and saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. It's a desert road. You've heard of Gaza. It's been on the news. Amen? Today, a lot of fighting is in that area. It was once owned by the Philistines. Verse 27 reads, We'll read verse 27 and 28 because it's one thought in two verses. Verse 27 reads, And when the angel told Philip to arise, verse 27 tells us, And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candice, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem to worship. Verse 28 Notice there's a comma, it's, the thought is continuing. He was returning home and sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah. He was reading Isaiah chapter 53 verse 7 and 8. And so what was happening in Jerusalem? Let me give you a brief overview before we get into the verse. Samaria had received the Lord. A revival broke out. Philip came, preached the word in Samaria. Uh, a lot of people got saved and they called for the apostles Peter and John, they came, to they came to Samaria, Peter and John laid hands, the people got filled with the Holy Spirit. It would seem to me that Peter would stay, because that's the, that's the heart of revival. Mm, that's what God said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus told him, do not leave, but wait until you are empowered, and then you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. That's what Jesus said. How many of you would agree if Jesus says something, we should make an effort to remember it? That was weak. I'm not talking about Congress. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords. If Jesus says something, we should make an effort to try to remember it. So Jesus said, you will be witnesses after you get power and notice the progression. You're going to move from Jerusalem. So in your immediate vicinity, you represent me. Then you move a little further out. Uh-huh. Judea. Then from there, you move to Samaria and then to the uttermost parts of the world. They had completed Jerusalem and Judea. They are now in Samaria. Amen. But you got to remember what God is doing because God told you what he's doing. You see, what's happening here is when you and I miss God and we miss the scope of the work involved, then it's difficult for us to work with God. Uh, Peter, are you with me since Peter was a Jew? Peter hadn't realized that God's work was beyond him. Uh, Peter is a Jew he doesn't like a Samaritans but that doesn't matter to God because God doesn't have race issues it is us who have race issues are you with me sense you hear me carefully amen Peter is a Jew and he doesn't like non-Jews that's what it, that's not me that's what the Bible says 
you'll see over and over God is reaching out to Peter to give him the opportunity to grow. Peter, get out of your mind. Get out of what's familiar. Catch my vision. See where I'm going. Open up your horizon because I need, I need, I need to use you. Yes. You see, people who remain that way cannot be used by God as they ought to. <laughs> oh, that is small thinking. Amen. That type of thinking is becoming quickly a cake. Are you with me? Because there is one race and that's the? Human. Say it again. There is one race. That's the? Human. I wish Peter knew that. Or had embraced that as should. Because God raised up Peter to use him to, to fling him across the world. And because of his mentality, God had to move on. And God decided to use Philip. And then God rose. He, he raised Paul. Because there are men and women God has on mind. And you've got to be colorblind to be used by God. Uh, I feel the presence of the Lord. Uh, you get what I'm saying, saints? So, so what is happening here, brothers and sisters, is the, the, the theme of the book of Acts is found in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And then the entire book of Acts is about fulfilling that command. Let's look at the theme of the book of Acts. Acts 1.8. Quickly. Uh, that food smells pretty good. <laughs> I tell you. Glory be to God. Acts 1.8. Jesus said before he ascended to heaven. But you shall receive what? Power. That word is dunamis. Power. Power. Anybody interested in power? Anybody interested in what? Power. You need power to say no to some things. Let me, let me say it again. You need what? Power to say no to some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Jesus said, but you shall receive power when after that the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. Amen. And after that, you shall be. Say future. Shall be is what? Shall, shall be is future. Amen. So there comes a time when you are not empowered to be a witness. And there comes a time you are empowered to be a witness. I tell you, brothers and sisters, if every Christian, I'm talking too fast. If every Christian had experienced the power of God assured, the world would be nothing for us to take over. <laughs> I tell you, we would railroad that world and lift Jesus higher. Are you with me, saints? Because, you, because, because you'd feel God. You would feel the way God feels. You would see the way God sees. You would move the way God moves. Mm-hmm. Because God, God has a heart for the world. He has a heart for people. Since there is a decoming. There is a decoming that you wouldn't wish your enemy. Amen. Would be at that time unprepared. There is a decoming. There's a rapture coming. Yeah, there is a what? A rapture coming. God is coming to take his people. Cut up, the Bible calls it. And you and I have to be ready to be cut up. Don't be cut unprepared. Mm -hmm. You can read the news. You see the world is coming to Jesus. I know many people say the world is coming to an end. No, it's coming to Jesus. Uh, can I make it personal? It's, can I make it personal? It's coming to my Jesus. <laughs> Anybody love Jesus? Anybody love Jesus? I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. It's okay to say that with Jesus. He's been such a good Lord to me. We were discussing, we were discussing, Jesus and I, we were discussing last week. And I said to him, I said, 
I need you. I need a name for you to call me. I said, I know my name is Emmanuel, but you know, you called David the man after your own heart. I said, can you show me something in the Bible where we could refer to each other? You know, and then I, I kept reading and then I read where David said, don't let your turtle dove. And I said, God, I, I am his turtle dove. So that's how we communicate now. Hey, gee, that's your turtle dove right here. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, that, that's personal. That's intimate. Uh-huh. Yes, Lord. You see, he'll do, he'll do little things like that. When you ask, you'll be surprised what Jesus does. Amen. I heard that. Greatest lover. That's who he is. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, the greatest lover <laughs> is telling his disciples, the time is coming when you'll be empowered and you need to move out. Change. Open up to change right away. Change, 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 change. But they would not. The very same thing is happening to us. Many of us, we're just stuck and wouldn't change. Wouldn't embrace God's agenda. And it's not that God is going to overlook you. God is not that kind of God. But he's going to use the next person available. Let me say that again. He's going to use whom? The next person available. Because he has an agenda to change the entire world. And you and I better come to his agenda. Quickly. Quickly. Amen. So Peter came down and Peter, Peter saw revival in his eyes. And he's going back home. But Philip, no, no. Philip said, Philip said, Pete, you can go home. I'm staying right here. I'm staying right here. And so that's where we are in verse 26. Peter went home. After they came to Samaria, they set up the council and the ordained elders. Now everything is okay. He's going home. The Bible tells us, and the angel of the Lord spoke unto whom? Philip. God intended to use Peter. But Peter turned his back. Yeah, because he hasn't embraced the reality that God did not die for the Jews only. He died for the entire human race. And so he went back home and Philip said, that's okay, Lord, I'm available for use. <laughs> Philip said, I'm available for use. And the Lord said to Philip, well, this is what you need to do. Rise up and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. He said, Philip, it's a desert place. Amen. It's deserted. Uh-huh. Possibly wild animals on the road. In the middle of a revival, God told the man to get up and go. Now, to be honest with you, I would have to ask the Lord, Lord, is that you for real? Because the action is here. That is where the action is. You're asking me to exit the action for a desert. What I'm saying is you got to be very sensitive. <laughs> oh, did I or did I not say the, the topic of this sermon is, is what? It's, uh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'll get it. Uh -huh. Surrendered and controlled by the Spirit of God. Yeah, surrendered and controlled by the. Because you see, in this day, we need to be, we need to be able to discern God, sense God, sense what God is saying and what God is not saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? In this, in this particular age, we need to be on the cutting edge of our Christian life. We need to be functioning on the cutting edge. Of our Christian life. Where you can hear God and say, baby, no, that's not God. Yes, baby, that's God. Mm -hmm. Are you with me, saints? Peter, sorry, Philip was that kind of guy. And he got up, did not ask any questions. How many of you thank God for Philip? Because I would have a question. And he, and he was so, 
he was so sensitive. He went down to Gaza and see what happened. Amen. Praise the Lord. The wonderful thing about God is God doesn't tell you everything one time. Mm -hmm. God's will unfolds step by step. Praise the Lord. Step by step. That's why the Bible says the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Are you with me? You get in God's will by degrees, by through obedience. Amen. Many of us have been asking me. I heard somebody saying to me, Pastor, uh, you know, the year started and it is, um, it is September. We got 90 more, 90 more days to go. And I haven't done anything. The 15, the, we have 90 more days left. By December 15th, it's over. Are you with me? Everything shut down. We got 90 more days. And the person was saying to me, it's like I'm still parked in the garage. I said, go back and ask God what was the last instruction he gave you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ask him what was the last instruction because you're not going to get more if you haven't been obedient to the last one. Yes, right. I, because God is in the business of growing us. God is not an enabler. <laughs> I found out I found out of the hard way. I used to come to God and cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and believing, you know, I'll touch the heart of God. And I found out God looks over his word to, to perform it, not over crying. He said that God looks over his word to perform it, not over my crying, not over your crying. Well, let me move on here. The amen wasn't that strong. <laughs> Ooh, glory be to God but God looks over his word he has one responsibility and that is to his word to perform it that is why brothers and sisters Philip was so successful because God is looking over Acts 1 8 and anybody who anybody who understands God's program they will see God's results. So Philip is positioned to experience the power of God. Because God is looking over Acts 1.8. If you get involved in Acts 1.8, you're okay. So listen, listen quickly. So the angel told Philip, go down to Gaza. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia. Can somebody say he's black? <laughs> yeah, you see, Peter couldn't handle that. <laughs> Apostle Peter, that's too much for him. That is why he went back to Jerusalem. Ah, <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. But God has the continent of Africa on his heart. And he wants to touch Africa. And he's intended to use Peter. But Peter has not yet grown. Mm-hmm. And so Peter went back. Uh-huh. And so Philip is experiencing the power of God. And God said to him, and the eunuch, listen to me, the eunuch, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority on the Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem to worship. Can you go to verse 26? Verse 26, quickly. To worship, he was returning home and sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. God has the nation of Africa, the continent of Africa on his heart. He's looking for a man or a woman. To use to touch the nation. He's intending to use Peter, but Peter can't make it. Can somebody say thank God for Philip? Say, I want to be like Philip. Yeah, I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. When he says to move, I want to move. When he says to stop, I want to stop. 
Are you with me, saints? But you know what's important? I was minister, I was reading this last night, and the Lord said to me, I need you, listen, I need you to research the distance from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. Last night I was so convicted, the tears came from my eyes. The man traveled 1,500 miles in a chariot in, a, in 100 degree weather one way just to go to church. The tears came from my eyes. I began to repent. God, I'm so sorry for my laziness and for my lackadaisicalness. Are you with me? And for my lukewarmness, for the times, amen, a man is traveling in the hot sun in a, on a chariot, 1,500 miles. I live 10 minutes from the church. And for some of us coming to church is a burden. Some of us feel harassed coming to church. A man drove 1,500 miles. Let me share this with you. Yeah, yeah, 100 degree weather. Let me share this with you. What we do for God and the way we do it matters. Yeah, yeah. What we do for God and the way we do it matters. You see people, you, you see people, being a, people have been catapulted from one level to the other. It doesn't happen by chance. I'm going to show you how God moved away from ministering to masses and now he wants to minister to, to the uttermost parts of the world and he's targeting specific people. Specific people of authority he can use to penetrate the world. And so he pulled back from Jerusalem. You remember Jerusalem, 3,000 got saved. You remember that? You remember that? Yeah. Acts chapter 2, Peter's first sermon. Uh huh. You remember that? Then Samaria, we saw a revival. Now God is pulling back. He's going to Africa. And he's targeting this Ethiopian eunuch. And the man is religious. He's not a Christian. He's religious. He's not a Christian. But he has a heart for God. Because in a hot chariot, he's reading Isaiah. The Bible, Philip didn't say he found him, you know, <laughs> you're rocking, <laughs> rocking. You, no. The, there was no music in the chariot. The man had a sick in his heart. And God could not overlook that. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11 says, God has put the world. In our hearts. The world means eternity. It means a desire for God. Only he can fulfill. And so that desire is in, the, in, the, is in the Ethiopian. Traveling. The, the man is a Gentile converted Jew. And, and I read some commentaries. And they said most times these men travel that far. They are not even allowed to get into the temple. Because the temple is so packed. At that time, they, they make provisions for Jews first, and then for newly converted Jews, they must wash in the pool of Silo, Siloim before they go into the temple. The man did not, he didn't, maybe he did not even get a chance to go into the temple, but he's returning back to Ethiopia, reading the Bible, because there is still a heart for God. And God is looking for Peter. Can God use you? Can God use me? Can we shelve our differences? Yeah, I know we know what's going on in this world. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. Don't you worry with them. And I'm not saying that because I'm criticizing the world. We are Christians. We know better. Amen. And so God began to go after devout people. 
committed people, sincere people. Since, let me ask you, let me tell you, for the next 90 days, can you choose to be sincere with God? Can you do that? Because God is looking for sincere people. People who have a heart for him. Not people just messing around, play, play, sometime, will, sometime. You cannot depend. On, can you say, God, you can depend on me? Yeah, 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 yeah. God, you can. And find out, find something put, to put your hands to and latch onto it like a pit bull. Yeah. And be committed to God for the next 90 days. Yeah, yeah, we've had January to September. Yeah, I failed. But can I now get something so God can call me devout? Committed because God is going after devout people. He's going after committed people. People who show God that I'm all in. Oh, traveling 1,500 miles one way in a hot chariot is a sign that I'm committed. Oh yes, oh yes, it's a sign that I'm committed. And so God is moving to him. And the Bible says that, the Bible says, now before I go any further, notice what God is doing. Uh, in chapter 8, we have God is after the Ethiopian eunuch. Chapter 9, God is after Paul. <laughs> you, see what, you see what God is doing? He's after Paul the apostle. Paul went down to Damascus in Syria, got letters from the priest. You see what God is after the Ethiopian eunuch? Amen, because he has African heart. He wants to change Africa. Amen. And he has one opportune time to intervene in this man's life. Mm -hmm. So he used Philip. Now Paul in chapter 9. Paul is coming from Jerusalem going down to Damascus. Believing he's going to um, arrest Christians. And Jesus showed up. A light came from heaven. That's all you need. Light. The light threw him from his horse. Fell on his face. And he said, who are you, Lord? He knew that cannot be a Pharisee. It has to be the God of lights. Knock him down. Just an appearance. No voice. Be careful of the high horse you're riding on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, be careful. You know, it's, you know, when I say hi, it's me and my way doing things. Don't you worry. You'll find out there is a Lord. Yeah, yeah. I, find out, I found out the hard way. The hard way. Chapter 9. I'm trying to rush because the food smelling so good. <laughs> Chapter 9, we got Paul intervening. God intervening in Paul's life. Chapter 10, God is after Cornelius. <laughs> hey God I give you praise because he's, he's here he's trying can you feel the presence of God what he's doing he's targeting strategic people to ensure that he reaches the world can God use you can God use you to touch the world can you live here today and say God I see what you're doing you're still doing it I'm available for use. Can you show me what to do? How to do it? Where to do it? And I'm going to take hold of it. Like a pit bull. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be devout. Can you go to Acts chapter 10 quickly? Let's read a little bit, a little bit about Cornelius. And I promise, give me five minutes, I'll be done. Amen. And we'll have lunch to eat. Praise the Lord. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. He's not a Jew. God moved on from the Jews. He said, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the world. God is after now uttermost parts of the world. Yes. 
Amen. He's still after that now. Amen. So the Bible, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called Italian band. Verse two says, a, a what, a what man? Not a Christian, not a Jew, religious, but he has a heart for God. I get one devout man who, who, who what and one who feared God. The man is the man is trying to reach God, but the Bible says that the, the Bible says that the sinners cannot communicate with God until they get saved. And so God wants to communicate with the man. He's doing right. Look what he's doing. He fed the Lord, which gave what? He gave much, not just arms. He gave a lot of money. He gave what? A lot of money to the people. The man gave so much, he caught God. God caught his attention. Sorry. He caught God's attention by using his money. God, I give you praise. The man had what is called the gift of giving and he was not a Christian. As yet. God said, I can work with that. I'm going, I, I, I'm going after him. Yeah, because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 16 that God will not forget your labor of love. He will not forget your labor of love. I feel like I have fire in my bones. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says, notice, he used his money and he prayed to God always. And God said, oh, oh, I cannot let that go unattended. Uh -huh. And he saw in a he, he what he saw in a vision. Cornelius saw in a vision about the ninth hour. Ninth hour is three in the afternoon. Six the amen. Third hour, six hour, ninth hour. An angel and who who's coming? An angel of God coming to him, saying, Cornelius, verse four, and will be done. Verse four, what he said. And when he looked up, he was afraid and said, What is it? What? How do these people know? It is the Lord. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. How do they know it is the Lord? Listen to me. One appearance, you'll know it is the Lord. Yeah, yeah, you will know light and no darkness is in him. You will feel, you feel love. You feel compassion, not hate. When you're in the presence of God, you feel so loved. You feel so empowered. You feel so secure. That's what the spirit of God does. It lets you feel like you're, like you just, you're invincible. Remember the spirit of God came on David. Think about that. David is 17 year old. A nine footer Goliath. You, and the Bible said the spirit of God came on David. And David did not walk to Goliath. He ran to Goliath. That's how you feel when God is all over you. You can run through a troop. Leap over a wall. And the Bible says David ran to that nine footer and he said to the nine footer, you come to me in the name of your gods, but I come to you in the name. You know the story. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful God. I have one last point to make. And that is invariably, invariably, as you read the Bible, you see always when people ministered. They always preach Jesus. The Bible says Philip preached Jesus to the eunuch. Since I'm here to tell you, I need you to find out. I don't, I don't have time. 
what preaching Jesus means. Because you're going to come across people who need to know about Jesus. Then so that you can effectively lead them to salvation. Uh-huh. Invariably, Philip taught Jesus. Uh, Peter preached Jesus. They all preached Jesus. What was, what was he reading? Isaiah chapter 53 verse 7 and 8. Let's read it. Let's read it quickly. I know I said that was the last one, but can you forgive me? Let me. Because I love talking about my Jesus. Don't you love Jesus? <laughs> He's been a good, good father. Amen. He's a miracle worker. A promise keeper. Light in the darkness. That is who he is. Hallelujah. He's faithful, 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 faithful. Men, you can hang your heart on Jesus and you're going to be all right. This is what the eunuch was reading. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. 750 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah is telling us what's going to happen to him. Isaiah was really a man of God. I didn't say 750 years after, no. 750 years before Jesus was born, there is a man prophesying through the spirit of what God was going to happen to our Savior. And so he wrote, he was oppressed. Not he's going to be in heaven, it was a done deal. <laughs> you, you, you got what I said? 750 years before Isaiah wrote in heaven it was a done deal so he's writing in the past tense he was oppressed and he was what afflicted yet he opened out his mouth you know why he opened out his mouth because he had you and I on mind amen the reason why he can open his mouth is because his words are so powerful <laughs> Woo! his words are so powerful there's a sword in his mouth so he's afraid to open his mouth and stop the process of God because he's obedient you remember when Pilate said to Jesus I have power for you Jesus said hold up dude just hold up hold up <laughs> you, Jesus almost lost it Jesus said, look, I'm a creator. <laughs> he said, all I have to do is just summon the angels. And that is over. But I have you on mind. I have the world on mind. I have my turtle dove. He was thinking about me, his turtle dove. Lord, I give you praise. <laughs> you can put yourself in it too, amen? He had you on mind, you on mind, you on mind. And so he opened up his mouth. He was, he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter uh-huh it's coming and as a sheep before her shearer is dumb so you open out his mouth can you imagine tearing his skin and he has just one word he can stop it he chose not to he chose not to people said a lot of things about jesus they wrote on his cross jesus king of the jews and tried to deride him uh-huh the jews didn't want him the romans didn't want him and you remember that? He's hanging on the cross like a common thief. And they're talking, they're down, they're talking, talking, talking. They, they took his robe and tore it and anyhow and threw dice and did a lot of things. And he, 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 was, he hung like nobody needed him. Revelation 19 told us he's coming. And when he's coming he, on his robe, he's going to have a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's written... <laughs> It is written twice. It's written on his vesture and on his thigh. When something is written in Jewish, in Jewish twice, it means for real, for real. 
<laughs> yeah, it means he's king of kings and lord of lords. For real? For real. Because when he come, it's over. <laughs> verse 8, verse 8 quickly. Verse 8 and we'll be done. Verse 8. Praise the Lord. Verse 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment. You remember, you remember what they did to Jesus? They dumped him in a dungeon overnight. He did not get a fair trial. According to the tribunal, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot carry a tri the tribunal should not hold, not hold any meetings in the evening. They violated every law just so they could do him wrong. He was taken from prison and from judgment. He didn't get a fair trial. Everybody else got a fair trial. But the powers to be was such a, they were afraid of him. <laughs> oh, they're no power. Oh, they behave one way in the presence of everybody. When they go home, they said, I've never seen a man spoke like this before. I've never seen such miracles like this before. This one has to be from God. But we have our agenda, so we have to keep him on the down low. <laughs> and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off of the land of the living at 33, 33 years old. For the transgression of my people, was he what? For our transgression. He died not because of what he did, but because of you and I. Our sins placed Jesus on the cross. Saints, can you say thank you, Jesus? I'm going to stop here. We'll pick up next week. But this is what I want to ask you. Again, we reiterate. We have 90 more days left before the year comes to an end. Can you go to Jesus and say, Father, give me another chance. Let me recommit. Because I see you come after devout people. People who are committed and people who show they are serious with you. I want to show you that I'm serious with you. Give me 90 days. And can you tell Jesus, give you 90 days? He just give me 90 days, Lord. Show me what to do. Give me 90 days. So I can commit again. Show my commitment again. Ah, God, we thank you. Can you lift your hands and give him praise? Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. 
Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m., and the morning service begins at 11, and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496. 